Welcome, fellow film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Lierup, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow Cinevile, Zachary Droll. Hello, hello. We are the Box Office Losers. Each and every week, we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace the silver screen and your TV screen. But in this case, your uh, independent film festival screen? No, you, you, you can purchase this on Apple TV. Oh, okay. I streamed it from somewhere. I forget where. <laughs> where? I don't remember. So was it illegal.com? <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't illegal.com. I think it was, um... I think it's actually on Amazon. Not positive, though. Anyway, this week, Zach, what do we watch? We are, well, we're watching, but we're talking about You Cannot Kill, David Arquette. Uh, this Hell is yeah, the dude. documentary pretty much following after uh, David Arquette kind of took a very bad nosedive in his acting career after Ready to Rumble. It wasn't even after that. It's after his midlife crisis where he uh, he went on like a big old alcohol and bevy binge and got all fucked up. Yeah. He had to go to rehab. He came out. He wanted to fix his life. He's like, he's like, acting is just being a little slow for me. He's still got movies coming out. I checked his IMDb. He's not not working. You know what I mean? He's always in there. But it's just like a lull in his career where he wants to do something he loves, which is wrestling. And it unfortunately got soured because of Ready to Rumble. And now he's ready to redeem himself. And I think he did. Yes. So. I, 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 Especially I believe, by the end of it. Oof. I, I, I believe this is definitely his redemption. Um, so, uh, You Cannot Kill David Arquette is a 2020 American documentary film directed by David Drag and, uh, Price James. It follows David Arquette's attempt to return to wrestling after his acting career stales. Stalls. Uh, stalls, sorry. This was rated, this was, uh, slated to release October 21st, uh, uh, uh August 21st, 2020 by Super LTD. Uh, of course, the sales got stunted, and it was just put on direct-to-video. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, it was direct-to-video, I think, either a month later. Uh, the cast for this, which I can actually pronounce names because they're easy names, uh, <laughs> is David Arquette, Patricia Arquette, Roseanne Arquette, Richmond Arquette, uh, Courtney Cox, Ric Flair, and Mick Foley. Amongst other people, those are just the Yes, amongst um, a slew of others, like Ken Anderson, uh, DDP, um... Uh, Luke Perry's kid. Yes, Luke, Luke, Perry Luke Perry's briefly. kid. Rest in peace. Luke Perry makes a small appearance, along with RJ City, everyone else. Uh, uh, Nick Gage, which is, I'll, I'll get into that match when we talk about it. Yeah, dude, the biggest. I know this is jumping the gun a bit, a bit, a little bit, but the biggest like cringe fest of this entire uh, documentary was when he goes to the backyard wrestling. And that one guy takes it way too far. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you know you're trying to get him back into the game and you're trying to teach him, like, this is what wrestling is. But you don't got to be a douchebag. Yeah, I, just I you think... want to flex on I, David Arquette in front of a camera. I, I think they went a little too hard for him in that in, in that match. They kind of, like... Yeah. I, I don't think he knew what he was getting into with the, uh, with the light tubes and everything. Yeah. And the big guy bulldozing him, pretty much. Yeah, it was, it was a, little, a little fucked up. Yeah. Uh, during that backyard uh, thing. But then once he got into it, I think it was kind of cool. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> the budget and box office are not available at this time for this film. I'm assuming uh, the budget probably I, was like a million. Probably. I tried. Like, I looked. Oh, I same. I was. E- even before you, you filled out our, our sheet, I was looking everywhere. Yeah, I could not find the box office or the budget. I mean, technically, it probably didn't make any quote unquote box office, but it probably made money through stream, streamables. I think it was like 20 bucks to purchase. 
Yeah, so it's really, you know, some people definitely got it. I know there are David Arquette fans. I actually watched it, after watching this movie, I watched a David Arquette film on Hulu called 2099 The Soldier Protocol. Mm. He's great in it, but the movie sucks. Oh, yeah, and also to give our uh, listeners an insight, yeah, we read off, like, a Google Doc sheet every single week. Oh, they know that this is a scripted show. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we definitely don't steal anything off of... Uh, Wikipedia, IMDb. No, never. We would never do that. We that. just, um, that we just, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just know off the cuff. <laughs> just kick us off with those notes while I die of a coughing fit. So, <clears throat> branded as the most hated man in wrestling after uh, winning a highly controversial WCW World Heavyweight Championship in 2000, actor David Arquette attempts a rocky return to the sport that stalled his promising Hollywood career. Dangerously determined to redeem his reputation and reclaim his self-respect, Arquette will stop at nothing to earn his place in professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. That is all the Doc had. I had to find these notes uh, other places. Which is, it makes This is going to be a lot more just of like, because I I mean, the plot for this is literally one sentence, so it's going to be a shorter episode, but we're going to get you like up to date on who David Arquette is and then run through a little bit of his wrestling career and like what he did and like where he is now and what he's up to. And then we'll get into uh, some reviews and meat and potatoes later. You know, my, my first ever David Arquette film was Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Uh, he's in that one? He was the dad. We we talked about this during Rage oh. Rumble or, or, or Scream. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was probably uh, Scream. Uh, my first David Arquette film was probably that as well. But my first David Arquette film, knowing who David Arquette was, was Scream. Mm. The first one. And that was this year. Like, I've heard his name before. I'm not stupid. But, like, I just didn't know who he was and I didn't recognize him. Because I've only seen Scream bits and pieces until this year when I watched it finally in full. So uh, Now, here's a little bit about David Arquette. I'll, I'll attempt to read the first paragraph. <clears throat> <laughs> David Arquette, born September 8th, 1971, is an American actor, professional wrestler, director, producer, and fashion designer. What? I don't know. I mean, he tried some a bunch of business stuff. Uh, a member of the Arquette acting family, he has become known during the mid 1990s after starring in several Hollywood films, such as the Scream series, Wild Bill, Never Been Kissed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Sea Spot Run, and Eight Legging Eight and Eight Legged Freaks. He has since had several television roles, such as Jason. Ventress on ABC's In Case of an Emergency, and as a professional wrestler, he is best remembered for his 2000 stint in the world in WCW World Championship Wrestling, where he won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and headlined the Slamboree pay-per-view event. Orquette has received praise in recent times for his work on the independent circuit. And that's what this documentary really covers. Yes. It recovers. Uh, it covers his like rise to independent circuits, which I think is really cool. And Seeing I him go I from like him, zero to hero. I, I give him credit because he he lost a lot of weight. He got himself in perfect shape. He he went he he went sober cold turkey. Oh yeah, as well. That was he, a, he, that was he crazy. stopped smoking. He drank a little bit less than what he usually did. Yeah. Except for that one time when he binged again real quick after yeah. Luke Perry. And then he got back on the saddle and he was good. Which is so. like, I, I almost cried during that one Luke Perry bit. I legit... I oh, got... yeah. When they were bringing that up, I was like, oh, I didn't know this. This fucking sucks. Yeah, like that, That like, I think Luke Perry's death really 
hit it, it, it hit a, it hit a lot of people, but it hit David yeah. the most. Oh yeah, because they were like best friends. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to continue sucks. reading? Yeah. So in 2000, after filming the uh, WCW movie Ready to Rumble, Arquette was brought into the WCW storylines, uh, where he made his first appearance on April 12, 2000. Uh, during the episode of Thunder, sitting in the crowd before leaping into the ring to take part in a worked confrontation with Eric Bischoff and his new blood stable. Afterwards, he formed an alliance with Chris Canyon and then reigning WCW heavyweight champion DDP. And with their help, the they defeated Bischoff in a singles match on April 24th in an episode of Nitro. On the following episode of Thunder, Arquette teamed up with Paige in a match against uh, Bischoff and Jarrett. With the stipulation, whichever man would take the pin would take the championship. Uh, Arquette pinned Bischoff again, and the match is finished, receiving the WCW Heavyweight Championship in the process. Yes. Um, as I think we, we talked about this in Ready to Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I went back and watched that. I, I watched half of that uh, episode of WCW Thunder. Mm-hmm. I mainly just, I, I watched since I could watch it in segments, thanks to the WWE Network putting it there. Yeah. So I watched every single segment that had David Arquette leading up to the main event, which was that. Mm. I think if the David Arquette, besides the movie being terrible, I think if they played this right, the David Arquette storyline could have actually been interesting. Oh, but no. But they shoehorned it, him in I, too hard. And I, as, as we're probably going to get into this, um, David Arquette never wanted that, that title. Oh, no, because cause it, was a, it was disrespectful. Yeah, he, he saw it as disrespectful. He didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it, like when, like I, I watched this, um, th- this movie back when, when it first came out. Then I watched it like a second time, the stream for my friend, and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I didn't know Arquette didn't want to. Do it. I thought Arquette pushed for it, but no, no. it was, um, it was uh, Vince Russo. He was like, we gotta do it, bro. We, 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 we gotta fucking do it, bro. That's um, and to be honest, that is actually how Vince Russo talks. Um, <laughs> and he's like, man, we gotta do it. He'll put, it'll put the ratings over and that is putting the title on Arquette is what ultimately killed WCW and yeah I don't think he I don't think he needed to get the title if he just like showed up in that match fought somebody it didn't have to be the championship but he actually beat someone after leaping out of the crowd people would have been like who the fuck is this guy oh no so then okay so they then they start doing the stunts and then he loses the championship would have been a lot better okay no he works his way up so so it, it, it was worded weird so him jumping the barrier wasn't the same night as the title. It was completely different days. It was like a, a good week build for that. Essentially, well, yeah, but we didn't need a week. It, it said it was on um, the twelfth to the twenty fourth. If okay. he just hopped on, fought the guy, and then teamed up with DDP, it would have been totally fine. Oh, you know, or, if if, if DDP yeah. would have picked up the pin, it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't need to see Arquette win. If we saw Arquette lose. And then after that, he had a different rise. Like, it took him, like, maybe six months to get the title. I think he would have had a different career in wrestling. Hmm. Uh, I think he would have had a career, if that makes sense. So, during his time... Look at that nice segue. During his time as champion, (laughs) Arquette was mostly used as a comic relief. Mm -hmm. (coughs) He only appeared on two shows as the champion. The May 1st Nitro and the May 7th Slamboree Pay-Per-View. During the former, uh, during the former and vigilant, oh, well, a oh, vignette. V- vignette, a vignette, yeah. During the former, a vignette was that's just a weird thing. Okay, wh- why is it weird? I'm I'm sorry to go off track. Why is it worded that way? It says during the former, a vignette was shown, 
filmed on the set of Arquette's film 3,000 Miles to Graceland. It's it's so weird. During a former uh, vignette, was shown filmed on the set of Arquette's film 3,000 Miles to Graceland, which also featured his wife Courtney Cox and the co-star Kurt Russell in the vignette. Uh, Cox informs Russell that Arquette is the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, causing Russell to laugh and walk off, and Arquette to chase him with a steel chair. (laughs) In another portion of the show, Arquette was shown seen backstage trembling in fear and attempting to give back the championship belt. However, he did successfully defend the title against uh, Tank Abbott with help from Paige. I like how I can pronounce wrestling names perfectly, but everyone else's (laughs) names fucking not. Yeah, you, you barely pronounce regular human names, and you're like, I'm going to pronounce these wrestling names to a T. <laughs> yeah, take Abbott, whoops. Yeah. So, uh, David Arquette only held the title for 12 days until the Slim Bree pay-per-view event on May 7th, when he was booked to defend the championship against Jarrett and Page in a triple cage match. The same match featured the climax of Royal Ready to Rumble. In the end, he turned on Page and gave the victory to Jarrett. After Slim Bree, Arquette cut a promo on May 8th episode of Nitro, explaining that his entire friendship with Paige and title run was a swerve. Uh, Paige subsequently ran down to the ring and uh, hit him with the diamond cutter. Arquette made one final appearance at WCW in the New Blood Rising pay-per-view on August 3rd when he was uh, interfered with a match uh, between Buff Bagwell and Canyon, Chris Canyon. Yes. Uh, there's not really much to talk about this. I, didn't, I, I wasn't watching wrestling during this time. I know of this infamous uh, angle. So... Yeah. Uh, Arquette was against the idea of becoming the WCW World Heavyweight Champion, believing that the fans, like himself, uh, would uh, detest a non-wrestler winning the title. Vince Russo, who was the head booker for WCW at the time, insisted that Arquette become the champion, bro, would be good for the company and publicity, bro. (sighs) I hate that I know that he talks like that. And Arquette reluctantly agreed to the angle. All the money he made during his WCW uh, tenure was donated to the families of Owen Hart, who died in a freak accident at uh, no, I think it was over the edge, and um, uh, that's when Owen Hart fell from the rafters to mm-hmm. his death. Uh, Brian Pillman, uh, who is a fantastic wrestler's brother, who died from an um, from an undiagnosed heart condition, and Darren Drosnov. Uh, who was uh, who now became a quadriplegic after an in-ring accident uh, where a power bomb went wrong? Oof. Uh, I that's why I, I know a lot of like history behind Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, and Drosnov. <sighs> after the world <coughs> dying, <coughs> after the World Wrestling Federation or WWE WWF. Purchase WCW or Cat's Championship Run was listed as the top reasons for the failures of Nitro in the in a list of pu- published by WWE Magazine. Facts, though. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Gene Ogren, uh stated in the 2009 interview, like how I know that name pretty good, too, uh, in 2009 interview on WCW's history that once Arquette won the title, it might as well have been thrown in the trash. Due to losing what title, doing what little credibility it had left at that point, and Arquette's reign as champion has been criticized in other WWE media in the years since. Despite the fact that <clears throat> that then WWF uh, itself briefly booked Vince McMahon as the WWF champion months before Arquette's title win, 
on the December 13th, uh, on December 13th, 2010 episode of Raw, Arquette made his WWE debut by teaming with Alex Riley in a handicap match against Randy Orton. I remember this, too. <laughs> You're just like, why is David Arquette here? <laughs> I, I remember that, too. Uh, which why is the dad from Shark Boy and Lava Girl here? In 2008, Arquette uh, said during an interview at the Wendy Williams show. It's years in after, 2018. 2018. Arquette said on a interview in the Wendy Williams show. After his controversial WCW title win, he has been trolled for 18 years on the internet, and he wants people to have respect for his name in professional wrestling. He began training with professional wrestler Peter Avalone uh, for his um, Which return. we got to see a lot of this in the, um, yes. the documentary. On July 15th, 2018, Arquette made his return to professional wrestling, making his debut for Champion Wrestling from Hollywood, or C- uh, CWFH, in a losing effort against RJ City. Yeah, RJ City was pretty cool, too. Yeah, uh, R- R- RJ like City is just like... Everything. I-, I love when they were talking about the match. Yeah. He's like just, that was a cool scene where they're like going, where they're running through everything and what they're going to do. That's, that was cool. Th- that's how it actually happens. Oh yeah, no, I totally believe it. It's and all choreographed. I, 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 I love how he's like, just kick my head off. I'll, yeah, he's like, just I'll... kick me right and just do it. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, do you want to continue reading? I just read a lot. <laughs> yeah, on October 6, 2018, Arquette teamed up with RJ City to defeat the team of Halal Beefcake, love that, Idris Abraham and Joe Coleman in a tag team match uh, at Border City's Wrestling 25th Anniversary Show in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. The event was filmed by Impact Wrestling to air as a one-night-only pay-per-view in November 18, uh, 2018. On November 16, 2018, Arquette wrestled Nick Gage in a death match at Joey Janela's L.A. Confidential event. During the match, he suffered a severe cut to the neck, causing him to bleed profusely. After the match, he went to the hospital and was operated on. Arquette would later state that he uh, that he was done with death matches. So this I was also seen in the documentary as well. This. Um, th- this match. So death matches. Uh, uh well, no, no, no. Just Nick what Gage is match? and Arquette won. Um. So N- N- Nick Gage is a very he's a oh, death match king. Yeah. Um, and he he was he he was gonna make an example out of out of Arquette for coming back to the wrestling world. But you can yeah, that um, was clear during the documentary. You, you but you can tell that the moment that um that uh when when Arquette gets the cut in his neck. Both like you, you can see that the reaction of Nick Gage, like, oh my god, what just fucking happened? He was like, oh fuck, because like, because you see, because he, because he, he pauses and you see his face. Mm-hmm, He's yeah. like, oh shit. Cool shit. He's like, oh, took it too far. So, what is a death match, Zach? Uh, a death match is essentially, um, it's like an extreme rules, but but more gruesome. There's light tubes, there's barbed wire, there's any any object that can that can cause to inflict pain. There's like, um. Uh, like yeah, this, like kind of like a, a metal plate with spikes on it that people use. There's um, kendo sticks. There's um, fucking brooms, baseball bats, That's doors, crazy. tables, metal ladder. Beat the shit out of each other with weapons. Yes. That's insane. I like when they were doing that. I was like, this just seems a little bit too extreme. I didn't know it was a death match. Yeah, uh, and I, I, I give Arquette credit for that match, and I also I, I respect Nick Gage as a whole, because um, yep. Nick, Nick Gage, you could tell like as soon as like as soon as they went back to the ring, Nick Gage was like, okay, go, go, call on the audible, roll up, that's it, it's over. Yeah, he's like, we gotta fucking go, and that's when we get to see Luke Perry helping uh, Arquette yes. to the hospital, and also yeah. his son uh, Jack Perry, or um, as people know him as Jungle Boy, 
in AEW. Yeah. They were taken to the hospital. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very gruesome thing, and of course, uh, unfortunately, after that match is when we get the uh, news and, and hearing that um uh Luke uh that 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 Luke Perry passed. And we get to see the effects of it, but I will I will read on from this one, and then we'll kind of like talk more. Mm-hmm. On on May twenty third, twenty nineteen, Arquette made his debut on Being the Elite. I remember this episode. I watched this episode, where he attempted to convince Nick and Matt Jackson to allow him to enter the over the budget Battle Royal at AEW's Double or Nothing. Neither of them uh, recognized him at first, however. They eventually recalled his WCW World Heavyweight Championship reign, but still refused to let him compete. Instead, gave him a double super kick. <laughs> which, which, which is, and if if anybody here who's a wrestling fan watches Being the Elite, it's all it, it's all skits, it's all fun, haha, vlog stuff. Oh yeah, it's just extra, you know. Yep. Uh that that is pretty much our uh, the notes for. Uh, David Arquette and you can Yeah, we just kill. went through like who he is, what he's done, and then his wrestling career yeah. thus far. Because that's basically what the documentary covers. I honestly should have just put that in the plot. <laughs> uh, the plot is uh, Arquette. Uh, David Arquette returns to professional wrestling uh, for a series of matches. Yep, that's the entire plot. Because the the, the Wikipedia article was like, we're not going to say what the, the plot of this movie is. And I was like, why? I, I, I like the stuff that they did in, in Mexico. That was pretty like cool. Did they actually go to Mexico, or were they just like in? Um, that's actually Mexico, like, Southern Cali. Oh, really? Damn, that was cool. That's actually yeah. Mexico. I believe it was the um the, the, the Lucha de Fuertes. Uh, do not quote me on that. I don't know because because I, I know where where they where he was training in that ring. That's mm-hmm. like that's an infamous well a famous ring where a lot of luchadors trained. Yeah, they did that in the uh, the luchador show on Netflix. Yes. I mean, not on Netflix. It wasn't Netflix original. It was a uh, wrestling luchador show that they had on Netflix. That's called Lucha Underground. Yeah, yeah, Lucha Underground. I, I, think, I know um, of it. So, hey, I, I know I, I, I'm i a wrestling encyclopedia for the most part. Yeah, you know a lot. You know too much, I would say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I know how to pronounce names to a fucking T. <laughs> but if you throw like a goddamn uh, Italian last name at me, I go, ooh. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the new day is in Gears of War Five? Yes, I saw that. That's and dope. Also, um, doubt this will reach your ears, but congratulations, Xavier Woods, for being a part of the reboot for G Four. Oh, he got in. Yep, he got in. It's official. Oh my god! Congratulations yes. to him. That is fucking awesome. Uh, you deserve I did not know it. He got you... in. You're the king. Uh... You're an absolute legend, Xavier Woods. I have your toy on my shelf. I love you. <laughs> we uh we have no mid movie notes because we've all seen this and there's really not I have much one mid movie note. I already watched it this year after we watched and recorded Ready to Rumble. All right, I'm good. <laughs> uh, now the reviews for this movie. I'll read the first one and you read the. Uh, of course, I'll I'll read the review portion. I'll read the good. You read the bad. Same yeah. thing as always. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of eighty nine percent. Owen uh. <laughs> Gleberman. Gleberman, thank you. Gave a positive review for for Variety and complimented how the film handles the merge between kayfabe and professional wrestling and reality. At the end of You Cannot Kill David Arquette, we're drawn into a wrestling narrative that the documentary wants you to believe, 
even as it stands, the outside looking in. Is, is Arquette as has been as has been acting, um, trumping yeah, trumping up his biggest failure so that he can exploit it? Or is he a lion hearted wrestler who finds triumph by going the distance? The weird thing is that there's no difference. That's facts though. <laughs> the, the the good comes from Clarissa Loth Clarice Loray. Well, Loray from Independent UK gives it a three out of five. All that's really needed to understand Arquette's motivation are the worlds of his brother Richmond. Uh, David wants love. Excuse me for his bravado, mystique, and why and what's most uh uh striking about you cannot kill david arquette are these multiple troops simple troops yep. sorry he just wants love and I, I i he seems like a cool person to have a beer with to be honest oh dude i would definitely I mean, <laughs> you know what's so crazy about who david arquette is as a person if me and you met him on the street he would definitely come get a beer with us like yes. he's just like that kind of guy he, he he's he, essentially like a younger version of bill murray who just hang out yeah. with he went to some random people's backyard wrestling at some random dude's house for no reason just because he got invited. Like, that's just, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> David Arquette seems like a class act. Uh, hit us so, that bad review. The bad review comes from Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian. He gave it a 2 out of 5. He said, I can't help thinking that a real documentary could, <laughs> could be made about David Arquette's midlife crisis, and this isn't it. That's... I also I think that's false. This documentary was actually really good. Yeah, um, there were some really nice shots in there. Had a, good, a bunch of good interviews. They got Courtney Cox in there, which I was surprised about. I I think it's like because they're not like totally hating each other. That's why. No, I don't think they hate each other at all. They have I think a she kid. thinks she's a big dumb idiot child, but other than that, yeah. I think they like each other. I mean, they're both going to be in Scream Five, so they at least have to get along yeah. while they're filming. Hunter, what you? And their daughter seems pretty chill with what they're doing. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So my review is seven times. David was hit with light bulbs out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, actually, I'll I'll read off my review, then we'll talk about that backyard match. Uh, for the me, backyard match and the death match. Um, I I'm giving this a perfect score, a ten. The Magic Man out of ten. <laughs> I loved his wrestling persona, the Magic Man. It was so fucking so, stupid. Um, to talk about that that backyard, the first backyard match, um, you you could definitely saw at, at the end of it, like of course the the, the kid who was beating the living shit out of David, cocky shit face. He, he he was being a character. Oh, I know for sure he was definitely super like. Because like because like, you could tell like when afterwards. when David's cleaning himself up, the guy's looking at him like, oh, okay, I'm I'm a little bit sorry. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I was just trying to get you in the headspace of what being a real wrestler is. He's like, you know, you got to start small. And I'm like, I got it. But like in the heat of the moment, I was like, he's going a little too far yeah, just he, because he knows he, what's happening. He sees the documentary crew filming David. He's trying to get his like little shine on. You know? Yeah, because I, because he, I, because that first punch, he, he legit stiffed him really hard. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you're just literally beating the shit out of David Arquette, who's like a 50 year old man. Yeah. At, at that time, yeah, he's pretty much like 50. Yeah, like, you're beating up a 50-year-old <laughs> because you can. Like, that's shitty. But then he did apologize, and he was like, hey, man, I'm just trying to teach it how it is. And Arquette seemed pretty okay. He was like, yeah, no, like, I get it. Like, I deserved it, honestly. <laughs> um, I, I, For what I did. Honestly, I, I, I enjoyed the, um, and also talk about the, the death match more. 
since like date like um so so Nick Gage is a is a very very nice guy. Like uh, he he may not look it, but he <coughs> is a very nice guy. Oh, he looked uh, like a big scary man, but I feel like you know a lot of wrestlers who look big and scary are probably like the nicest dudes. Uh, he, like, I, Brock Lesnar is probably like a G. Like like with um with, with Gage, he has a cameo. For Christ's sakes, and like it's it's very cheap, it's like twenty five dollars, <laughs> and and uh, you could be like, oh hey, like and if someone's like, oh please give a shout out to my teacher, he's like, and like oh I hear you're a teacher, that's fucking awesome, you, you're you're helping out people, it keep doing what you're doing, you gotta fucking help people. Dude, next time you do like a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, or you do like your own promo for you for this hit list, you should get Nick Gage to give you a shout out and to shit talk some of your opponents. No, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, that's a great idea. Just be like, <laughs> my driving. man Zach, the outlaw, could easily eat all your asses. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not dropping twenty five dollars for Nick Gage to read a script poorly. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> To read a script poorly. That's so yeah, mean, dude. He did. <coughs> I, 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 I bought him. I, I bought a cameo for my teacher. And um, I, I, I wrote down for like, hey, can you get like, oh, can you say, uh, shout out to Carl? You're the best. Like, you're the best professor. And shit like that. He fucking read it wrong. <laughs> hey, Carl, you're a teacher. That's the best. Like, well, uh, let me, um, I, I think I still have, I, I have Cameo on my phone, so I should probably pull up the fucking script I sent him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Cameo is a little weird. It's like, oh, cele- you give celebrities money so they say shit? That seems a little tacky. Okay, I, I had him say, um, I, I pretty much, like, it said, m- make a script. And I, I, mm. I never said, hey, can you say? I just put, thank you for being the best college professor in this in this fucking world. Also, leave Zach and, o- leave Zach and Nick alone about AEW. <laughs> Pretty much, I, I put that as like as a script. It says like, w- "What do you want them to say?" I go that, and <laughs> he he read it wrong. But no, he he he. But Nick Gage is a dope dude. Uh, I I highly recommend watching some of his matches. They are gruesome, so watch them with. Sounds like he mostly does like the death matches. Oh, he does. He he fucking like his. The the first ever death death match I saw him in, he almost died. Like really. <laughs> he um, they, they, they legit the promoter had to call an audible, an audible because he because so Nick Gage, it it was him versus <coughs> someone in a in a light tube death match, mm-hmm. and pretty much there's like there's uh, light tubes lining the ropes, so when Nick mm-hmm. Gage got whipped into the ropes, um one of them one of the uh tubes cut his abdominal so bad that he actually died for a little bit oh my god and i so i i watched like he he was like i can i can do it because he's trying to get back up like i can do just just one more spot they're like no you're dying stop (laughs) get the fuck out of here you idiot that's fucking funny (laughs) but um yeah i uh david arquette just somehow reaches your ears Doubt it will, but if it does, we do appreciate you as a person. Uh, I I respect you as a as a wrestler. I'm a pro wrestling I'm a pro wrestling diehard. Um, you definitely proved yourself, and you definitely paid your dues, and you have my utmost respect. Anything to say, uh, Hunter? 
I just really like David Arquette as a person. I think his acting is just okay in some of the most recent stuff he's been in. But I don't think that's a detriment to him. I think that's a detriment to the types of movies he um, is put in. I think he's a decent actor. Um, and I, I just hope that uh, his independent wrestling career can shoot him up to at least one spot in the WWE. Oh, no, that, that won't happen. Nah, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they get David. He's, he's a name, you know? He's a get him name. in on one match, have him get fucked up. <laughs> This is why you can't wrestle, David. I don't know. Something fun. All right. Uh, I guess uh, time to kick us out with this outro, and I'll read it for us. <clears throat> Sounds good. We do uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Losers. Mainly follow the Instagram, though. That's where a lot of the good stuff gets posted. Uh, th- that's where you can kind of keep up to date with our uh, uh, the art that we find, the podcast when it gets up when it gets uploaded. Uh, don't forget also to subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to us on Apple, uh, wherever podcasts are found. There's way too many that we're on right now that I came in list. Please leave a review on Apple. It helps us get up to the numbers. It helps us get exposed more. Share with your friends. That helps as well. Uh, Hunter, where can they find you? You can follow me everywhere on at Scruffy Moose Man, uh, mostly on Instagram. I mean, I'm not really on Instagram myself mostly. I use the uh, podcast Instagram, Android's Amazing Podcast. That's my comic book Instagram. I post on that more, but you guys can definitely hit me up on uh, either one of those. And then Pound That Button is a PlayStation podcast I do that comes out every Tuesday. Zach? Where can they find you on the internet? They can find me at Dark Shadow Zake literally everywhere. TikTok, Twitter. I'm pretty sure Litterbox, uh, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, I'm a contributor for the sports hit list. The Outlaw is, is the my outlaw um, of Long Island. Hey, I, I owe it to you for giving me that name. It's all that, that, that's all that's all your fault for giving me that name. I don't remember even giving you that you, name. You but gave I'm me that name when, when we started up from under the ring. I didn't know that, but cool. I'm glad I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm a contributor. Uh, the Mount Rushmore episode should be up the actually today when when this airs Friday? so g- give it a listen give it a watch um and this is also our final month before we hop into watch well, this is the last episode next week it's christmas time baby here comes santa claus here comes santa claus right to your podcast movie yes thing. we will be covering a bunch of hell even the night before that's for our hanukkah listeners out there <laughs> Night Poor is just a good Christmas movie in general. I, I, yeah, but it's also a Hanukkah movie. <laughs> a lot of things are Hanukkah movies if you think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that's our Crazy one nights, for baby. to keep up with this, this, the holidays. Um, yeah, that's really all I can think of. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. Um, we hope you had a very happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe out there for today being Black Friday. Yeah, good luck. Um, yeah. Don't steal a PS5 from me. I'll fucking end you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you all for listening. Peace. Bye-bye. And that's why you cannot kill